I'm about my business on business I drink liquor on liquor I had women on women Yeah, that's bump bad bitches I done live more than an 80-year-old man still kicking Cause they live for some moments And I live for a living Good afternoon, Carmelos and Rogers. This is definitely my first take at this 100%. Today is December the 15th, 2021. I haven't really looked outside yet. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say it's cloudy outside. Cloudy with a chance of rain, maybe. Uh, welcome in now today to the, the very first episode of the, the Toilet Bowl podcast. The Toilet Bowl is an exploratory podcast. It's paid for by the Harvard Department of Sociology. And eliminated teams and definitely not salty league members are featured in the Toilet Bowl uh, where they on they discuss the ongoing CRSTB playoffs. I'm here with myself today, uh, the fourth highest scoring team in the league and the Derrick Henry owner. Definitely super happy about my finish so far. Seems totally fair that I didn't make the playoffs this year after my really hot start. Uh, my name is Eric Potsia. Today we're going to have a uh, quite a few segments for us to get us started. We're going to first start uh, by looking into the teams that did make the playoffs, whether they deserved it or not, and some of the other uh, things that could have happened in the last few weeks. And then we're going to look ahead at the Week 15 matchups as well. But uh, starting off here, we're going to get into our first segment. News and notes. Hopping right back into it here with our news and notes segments. Uh, looking around the league the last year, there's one thing that stood out tall, and, and I know that our commissioners are very against having an IR list, but it might come back to bite them, and that is COVID. And over the last two days, the NFL has had their highest reported amount of new COVID t- cases, with 75 new cases popping up across the NFL So let's look across the league at some of the notable players that would be possibly missing this week because they've been added to the COVID list. Starting off, maybe the biggest of them all, Kevin Stefanski. The offense whisperer Kevin Stefanski is going to be out this week, head coach of the Cleveland Browns, that dynamic offense where Nick was really planning on starting Donovan Peoples-Jones this week. He might be second-guessing that. But, you know, across the league, I've been hearing one commonality with all the Browns' COVID cases, and it does seem to be that it is indeed Odell Beckham Jr.'s fault still. Odell Beckham Jr., I'm not sure what he did, but... It seems that he has really fucked around, caused the Cleveland Browns to to catch COVID all over the place, and uh, Baker's really going to be pissed about that one. Uh, looking down, Baker is one of the players in the Browns as well that, that got infected with the COVID, and uh, Jarvis Landry, super reliable, totally wasn't going to drop him a few weeks ago, also picking up uh, a little bit of COVID. Uh, looking down the lead, we look at the running back position, and I see Christian McCaffrey, the number one running back in the season. Definitely not injury susceptible and definitely not COVID susceptible, but somehow against all odds, once again, Christian McCaffrey has a new reason to keep him out of the lineup. Uh, this week, we saw him on the sidelines. Duncan is questioning why he should even be getting tested because, I mean, if you're not playing in the NFL, obviously you can't get COVID, right? Like, you have to be an active player in the NFL to be able to catch COVID from my understanding. So, yeah, I'm not really sure how Christian McCaffrey got COVID, uh, but it it doesn't really add up to me. Kind of seems like a bit of a a conspiracy. Uh, Moving down the list, there's a guy named Tackerist McKinley. That's just a really shitty name. He's also on the Cleveland Browns. Just wanted to highlight his really fucking weird name. Jalen Ramsey, 
of the Los Angeles Rams. He's he's a pretty cool one, but he can be overshadowed by Juju Hughes. I don't know if any of you guys watched Hard Knocks last season, but Juju Hughes, I'm pretty sure he's that fucking weird guy who plays with a toothpick in between his teeth at all times. So pretty shitty seeing Juju Hughes and his toothpick going down. And of course, uh, who, who couldn't guess this one? Uh, Odell Beckham Jr., formerly of, of the Cleveland Browns, currently with the Los Angeles Rams, causing more more attitude problems and COVID problems on a different team, probably hanging out with Drake, spreading that shit around, and ended up giving Daryl Darnell Anderson Henderson Jr. Uh, a little bit of COVID too. So Dylan could be missing all of the fucking Rams. I don't even know if he has Henderson anymore. I don't think so, but but I bet you that. Cup and Stafford are probably fine because, you know, they got that W card and uh, the other players who ca have caught it so far don't seem to. Uh, and other than that, also Eckler, you know, who I'm pretty sure plays this Thursday. Uh, he got caught a little bit of an injury, and so we don't know what's happening there. Uh, looking over at, at Aiden's team, a really valuable player on his team who got COVID is uh, Philip Lindsay. He's totally been impactful all season, and that was a really big pickup for Aiden last week. And, and another one of Aiden's players that he was definitely going to start this week and isn't holding on to hoping for an injury or anything is Alexander Madison. So Maddie is catching the COVID as well. Uh, he was totally going to be useful this week with Dalvin Cook in. Uh, he totally didn't get super fucking lucky getting to play Alexander Madison with Cook out against me in week 13. And, and I totally wouldn't be in the playoffs if it weren't for that one. And Kadarius Tony, who is totally not super shit after that 189-yard week, uh, he was definitely going to get started this week. Looks like he has, has picked up a little bit of COVID as well for, for the New York Giants. Uh, moving over, a, a pretty sad story, not related to COVID this week, but related to a, a little bit of a, a different brain injury. Is uh, uh, There was a story about former NFL player Philip Adams. Uh, he's 32 years old now. He's been out of the league for a while. And uh, he, he did go on a murderous rampage and kill six people. And they're saying now that, that that isn't the sad part. The sad part actually is that uh, he had stage four CTE, the most severe of the CTE. And um, if you actually, if you look at WebMD, I, I was doing some research earlier. If you look at WebMD and you're scrolling down the, the concussion symptoms, uh, if you scroll really fast and down to the bottom, you're going to see uh, constant headaches, of course. And then you're moving down, seeing the sensitivity to light, of course. And so people sitting in the dark and below that, one of the symptoms of having a, a concussion is actually going on a fucking murderous rampage. And so it's really sad. It's definitely not his fault. I hope that he gets acquitted, even though he killed himself. And, uh, uh, yeah, I, I mean, we might see Aaron Hernandez getting looked into next. Cause, uh, it, it definitely couldn't have been his fault. He played in the NFL and, and murderous rampages just seem to be contagious across, uh, former NFL players. So, uh, that was a really interesting story. A really, a really sad story that, that this player got a concussion and it caused him to go on a murderous rampage. Um, finally looking across, uh, inside the league at, uh, overnight last night, the uh, waivers actually ran for CRSTB. And so let's look at some of the waiver claims that were put in last night. Uh, one of the big ones, the the most, the most the biggest hole that we see across the league right now is probably you look at Aiden's roster and you see that he was missing Lamar Jackson potentially this week. So we all expected Aiden to be going to the well and picking up a quarterback, probably most likely to be Taysom Hill who was dropped last week. Taysom Hill just had back-to-back -back weeks as the QB number four in fantasy football. And uh, so he seemed to be the hot commodity out there. And he's also facing the 
team that gives up the fourth most points to the quarterback position this week. So it was the perfect matchup, perfect scenario for Taysom Hill to be coming into Aiden's lineup. He had a pretty high waiver priority, and he actually decided to go to the well with Justin Fields, his fucking boy, Justin Fields, instead. There was absolutely nobody else in the league who wanted Justin Fields or was going to put in a claim for Justin Fields this week, but uh, he, he actually ended up going in and getting two quarterbacks. So he got Justin Fields first, looped back around, and got Jimmy Garoppolo. The controversy here is that Aiden would have had a chance to pick up Taysom Hill with his first selection, and then Justin Fields with his second selection, being able to see that Justin Fields is still holding that questionable tag going into next Monday, so we're not even sure if he's going to be fucking playing next week. So Aiden might be starting Jimmy G this week, who who he might not even be fucking playing this week because Trey Lance could come in right now with, with the nice schedule that the 49ers have going down the field. So we will fucking see. Aiden might end up starting Danny Dimes because of this dumb fucking decision. So Taysom Hill actually ends up getting picked up by Danny, who I don't even think really needs a quarterback. He does have Dak there. But, I mean, with the way that Taysom's been playing, maybe maybe you got to play that, that fucking tight end this week at quarterback. Uh, looking over to, to some other selections, uh, Nick cannot be happy about this one. I see that with, uh, with Waller Baller potentially ruled out this week, uh, or with his team potentially not being able to play with all the COVID cases popping up. You would have thought that he was going to put in a claim for a tight end. He ends up missing out on the biggest commodity there, Tyler Conklin. A player that he actually held before that, and, and Duncan gets to pick up Tyler Conklin. I don't think that Duncan even needs him, but he's just able to block it from from perennial powerhouse and Thanos of the league, uh, Knicks team. And then a couple familiar faces going going back to their hometowns, and that would be Greg the Leg, who has missed an absurd amount of extra points this year, but for some reason keeps on getting an extra chance on the Cowboys and an extra chance on Danny's fucking team. So Greg the Leg actually somehow got picked up. And then Danny was still able to loop back and get Taysom Hill. So I, I guess it ended up working out for him. But uh, th- that doesn't seem like much of a value pickup for me when, when the fucking trick shot young ho is out there and a free agent currently in the kickers group. And then Nick, of course, going back to a guy that he's died, ride and died for all season long, Jamison Crowder. I doubt he's ever started him. I doubt he'll ever start him. He was talking about starting Donovan People-Jones this week, though, so I think he is pretty fucking desperate. Still, I would not want to be starting uh, Jamison Crowder, getting the ball thrown to him by uh, Zach Wilson this week. Zach Wilson did have a good week, finally, this week, but I just don't think you can't trust that fucking Mormon, so... Yeah, um, Nick gets gets Jamison Crowder, and uh, we'll see if if we find him again in a, in a segment later on in this podcast. Sorry, guys, quick little break here. I just wanted to stop and thank our sponsors today. Uh, our big sponsor, it keeps on. Ho- hopefully, it keeps on returning. Uh, it is Boner Wipes, actually, not not to be confused with Roman's Wipes. Definitely not the same things as Roman's Wipes. But uh, if you're on the audio version, I definitely recommend going to the the video version of this podcast so I can demonstrate to you how how Boner Wipes work, actually. And so, do you have a problem where? Your boner looks more like this. It's it's more floppy. It's it's like, ooh, this is this is all I can do. Well, you need boner wipes here. You know, if you just take one boner wipe and you rub it on your on your thinger, it's gonna make your thinger look more like one of these thingers. You want you want your thinger to look like this to be able to satisfy. You know, it it, it looks like a giant cucumber. Definitely not definitely not a boner. But uh, you need to get yourself some boner wipes. You know, all of us men we have problem here with with getting boners, being soft too much. You know, 
whiskey dick all those things and so you got to get yourself some boner wipes you got to swipe your penis and, and and get that thing rock solid so uh thank you here to, to our, our our good sponsor boner wipes uh and, and their leader actually obj uh, odell beckham jr creator of boner wipes so uh thank you so much and go get yourself some boners swipes bonerswipes.ca slash toilet uh i'll say that again bonerwipes.ca slash toilet uh to get it for uh 69 percent off thank thanks so much go to go to bonerwipes.com today did you guys hear that i'm scared i don't know what was that guys and i didn't do that i'm scared Okay, uh, welcome into the very first guest segment on the Toilet Bowl. Uh, today, we're going to lift the seat. We're going to reach out our arms outside of the toilet, and we're going to bring in an actual playoff team in Dylan. So uh, how's it going today, Dylan? Hey, thank you so much for having me on today. <laughs> uh, thank, uh, no, thank you for coming. I mean, really nice outfit today. What do you got on? Show, show you. your fish. Oh, this is, so this is my – this is usually what I – this is like kind of like a weekday wear kind of thing. Like when I'm hanging out at home, you wouldn't wear it to work. Like, wouldn't really, UPS wouldn't, wouldn't go out in there. No? This is more of just like a hangout, like a sultry look. And what does it say across it? Can I can I see that quick? It says weird across it. That's nice. it. Seems really normal. I don't know why it says weird on it, but uh, yeah. Well, uh, Dylan, uh, I've already explained it a little bit to you, but this segment is called "I'm Scared." And uh, yeah. since you are the king of getting really nervy and getting cold feet, I figured that you'd be right. a great first guest to bring in. And so what we're going to talk about today is we're going to look at some teams and we're going to talk about who we think are legit contenders. And then the, the those are the ones that you're scared of facing. And then we're also going to talk about some teams that you think are kind of shit and some teams that you wouldn't really fear facing in the playoffs. So uh, with that being said, Dylan, what is the team that you would be most afraid of facing in the playoffs? This one's kind of tough because my team is well, – we've all seen my team. But if I had to say one team, it might come as a shock to some, but I think it would be how you feel and feeling. How you feel and feeling. So that's Will's yeah. team. So you think you'd be right. afraid to face Will's team. Yes, that, that team scares me a lot. I mean, for well, for starters, look at the running backs. Yep, Devonta Freeman and both Packers running backs. So you have the Packers starting running back and the Packers backup running back. Which one's which? That duo. That yeah. duo is disgusting. They're both starters, really. They're both starters. You have Devontae Freeman at flex. So I need to tell you a little something about Noah Fant last year. What did Noah Fant do last year? Come on, give it to us. He was a top 10 tight end last year. And he was injured for so a lot of weeks. start putting respect on this guy's name. Noah Fant we get to the receivers. You get to the receivers. Let's look at these receivers quickly. E-Man Light Lagger. <laughs> Have you seen this guy in the Saints? He's going to tear it up in the playoffs. But do you, think, a- do you think with Josh Allen that Emmanuel Sanders is going to be the same? I saw Josh Allen was uh, expected to be in a walking boot, but then he got seen at Hamilton yesterday on Broadway. So... I'm not sure if that there's something suspect there. Josh Allen going to musicals, maybe not taking the game seriously enough. Josh Allen's going to be fine. E-Man Lightlager. Like, we look at some of these these prior weeks. Hit it. Okay. Last couple weeks. He had a three bomb. Whatever. 3.7. That's pretty good. <laughs> Before that, 4.3 points he had in a game. Another four, a this six, guy's averaging, eight. Yeah, yeah. This guy's games. averaging mid-20 yards, like 20 to 30 yards a game. <laughs> 
Are, are you sure you're not confusing it's, yards it's not even, and fantasy points out here? It's not even his, <laughs> it's not even his wide receiver one. <laughs> He's going to tear it up. Okay. Well, now we, we get the wide receiver two, Russell Gage. <laughs> dropped eight points in the week before that, 16. The week before that, 15. And no Calvin Ridley. No Calvin Ridley. He had a fumble last game and still dropped 16. <laughs> you got to think, you know, you got to think. Will's deep. Okay, well, we're, we're hearing enough yeah. about Will. We're hearing enough about Will. We got we to gotta move on. We got to move on. Who do you think you would be least afraid of? Uh, I thought that Will might be one of the candidates there, but who would you be least afraid of facing in your, in your face-offs in the playoffs? Look. In terms of least afraid of, this one comes pretty obvious. It's Super Lamario. I mean, listen, one thing I'm scared of is he upgraded his QB. To Justin Lamar Fields. Jackson to Justin Fields. That, that was like a last-second swap. I've been thinking on this question for quite a while. And like once he got Justin Fields in there, it made me rethink my decision. But I still think it's the shittiest team in the league. So, so not even playoff team. So Aiden's a pretender is what I'm hearing. He, he is not a contender at all. Is there anything you could see oh. happening that could make his team a little more scary down the road? I think if Devontae Adams got injured, he'd have a real shot <laughs> because he could throw in Chase Claypool in there. Um, otherwise, I just think he's fucked. I mean, he's starting two running backs in the same team as his RB1 and RB2. That's a recipe for disaster. But you liked it on Will's team. You no, just, no. You just... <laughs> <laughs> it's a little different. The Packers and the Broncos are two different teams, right? So yeah. we have to assess them differently. So, Elvin Gordon and Javante. Can't tell which one's shittier. They both do... Uh, well, I mean, they both do kind of nice, but they just fuck each other up. Cut each other. Best they player on his team is Dallas Connor, and I can't really say anything bad about him. 25 bomb two weeks um, ago. Big game two weeks ago. So, so Aiden, you think he, he's a he's hopeless, really? Do you think that who who do you think would be the better quarterback for him to start the rest of the way? Who who's more likely to give him a W? Between Justin Fields and Lamar and Jimmy Garoppolo, is Jimmy Garoppolo on his bench too? I mean, I think Justin Fields is like the clear number one between those three. Yeah. Um, Obviously. What's he averaging? Or what's he? He's projected for fifteen, over fifteen points this week. So. That's very scary. Um, and second, I'd probably put Jimmy G. We rounded out with the running back. But, I mean, it is nice. So, he, he's got two running backs on the Broncos. He's got what, – what's it? He only has one other running back? His other running backs are Jeff Wilson, uh, Alexander Madison, and I believe he had Dontrell Hilliard unless he dropped him today. And Lamar. Oh, was two starting running backs, so Lamar and Melvin Gordon. <laughs> I don't know. I can't really argue with that. That, that sounds like sound logic to me. Yeah, so, I mean, overall, I think I think Super Lamario gets spanked. And, and so, okay, I, I hear I hear you yeah, out. Okay. Uh, you think that Super Lamario is going to get absolutely spanked, bent over, and, yeah. and you think that Will could be the one doing the bending over for the playoffs. Is there any other teams yeah, that you'd yeah. like to comment on one way or another, whether you think that they're disgusting, whether you think that they're disgustingly bad? Um, I don't know. I mean, I mean, so Quan Solo should have a really good team. The lowest scoring team in the playoffs. I mean, to make the playoffs, I believe. Yeah. 
like should be really good. It looks really nice on paper, but it just it just falls flat every single time. Do you think so that Aaron Rodgers has a chance of bringing him to a Super Bowl, to a to a fantasy Super Bowl. It's a tough one. Aaron's played good this year. Aaron's played good this year, but I'm I'm gonna say no. And I'm not as much worried about Aaron Rodgers as I am about what the fuck the running back situation is here. He's got three running backs that should be amazing, and they just are all dog shit. Yeah, and, and Urban he, Meyer isn't doing any. Last favors. two games, Kittle Kittle's gave him what thirty five points a game, and he still was getting bent over or like barely winning games against Connor. Um, so yeah, Quan Solo, I'm a little scared. I'm, I'm scared for not of facing greatness. Facing greatness, we'll see. We'll see how it goes this week. I, yeah. I don't want to talk too much shit because if he beats me, that's really embarrassing. But you don't I think want to make, you don't want to make him make any rocks. Um, yeah. Well, uh, and maybe one last team to comment on needs to be uh, the champ, 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 champ himself. How do you feel about his right. odds going? Do you think that he's legit, or do you think that he is uh, going to end that streak finally? No, I'm... I think his him and Danny's matchup is going to be very close. And whoever, if he w- does it work, if he wins and I win, play each other in the second round. I think that's how it works, right? Uh, it, it it's reseeds. It's reseeds. It reseeds. Okay, it okay. So Quan, if Quan wins, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, in, in terms of the champ champs team, Jonathan Taylor has been fucked good. I've shit on him all year, but he's been fucked good. You can't really talk shit. He got about a zero it. last week though. Can't argue okay, with so that one, right? Shit, you're right. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, between Antonio <laughs> Gibson and Jonathan Taylor, they got like two points last week. So. Well, maybe lastly, do you still think that your team is the favorite heading into the playoffs? Do you think that you are most likely the team that people should be afraid of? There's a bit of an asterisk here. We'll see how co- we'll see how COVID goes. We'll see how COVID goes. You hear that? I saw your because, bench today. I don't want to. I don't want to make you make any moves either. Because listen, COVID aside, this isn't even a competition. This is fucked up that this is happening to me. The way COVID's going, I think how you feel in Finland is probably the favorite. Um, if you take COVID out of it, yes, I, I run through this league. So it sounds like it's an OBJ-rooted problem here. You heard it here yeah. from Dylan. He's still the team to be afraid of. Will sliding up on there, and Aiden's far from it. Uh, lastly, I mean, I'm just going to give you a chance while you're here. Uh, Dylan, you got anything going on right now that you'd like to promote before you leave? Um. I just, generally speaking, you mean? Yeah, anything. You got anything going on in your life? How's UPS going? Is there something that you'd like to talk oh, about? Yeah. To get out if there's there? one thing I just want to like bring awareness to, I think it's that pronouns are a big thing. <laughs> Which like, pronouns are you talking about? To be clear? In general. Okay. In general, that's, All that's pro- very learn important. Your pronouns is what I'm hearing. Not even learn them. Just pronouns. They exist. Thank you so much yeah. for bringing uh, pronoun awareness to this podcast. This is this is a yeah, pronoun awareness podcast. Uh, thanks for yeah. coming out and being our first guest, Dylan, and uh, good luck in the playoffs. Thank you for having me. Metro previews. 
15 matchup previews. Let's get going first with our matchup between the number one and the number eight seed, uh, Isaac versus Will. The two lowest scoring teams to make the playoffs, actually, even though they're on opposite ends of the totem. Big controversy here is that Will has changed his name, actually. His team name is now uh, definitely original. Uh, he stole it, actually, from one of Connor's old teams. It is called How You Feelin' Feelin'. Except for some reason, he added no spaces and Thielen is spelt wrong. So he's on that fucking demon mode. Thielen uh, is not looking so pretty right now, actually. He does have until Monday night to find out if he's going to end up playing. But he has a questionable tag right now. He didn't play last week. And another wide receiver, actually, on his roster, Emmanuel Sanders, is week-to-week. -week. And Will did not make any waiver claims this week, much to my surprise. So Will's wide receiver position is not looking very good. But even worse than that, Looking at Adam Rank's Stardom Sidem article, one that Will notoriously uh, follows to a T, A.J. Dillon, one of Will's running backs, was listed as a Sidem on the Week 15 running back chart. So A.J. Dillon, will Will get cold feet with that? Is he going to move in another guy? Well, his bench isn't looking so pretty with all the injuries happening. Kareem Hunt is also doubtful. Looking over at Isaac's team, it looks it looks stronger. You know, strong overall team. Maybe the biggest question mark has to be at the quarterback and the running back positions. Aaron, he might be uh, emotionally distraught about whether or not this new variant is covered in the horse tranquilizer he took in the ass in the summer. And so uh, Aaron might have a hard time this week. And then looking over at, at the running back position, James Robinson, you know, he has to deal with future coach of the year, Urban Meyer, whose ego is being inflated by how well and how critically acclaimed uh, his success has been this year. And so don't be surprised if Urban Meyer goes ahead and throws in a, a running back from the Ohio State University or uh, like Daria Gumbawale or something who ends up leading the Jaguars and carries this week. If I had to hazard a guess here, though, I still think regardless of JR, Isaac is probably going to pull out the victory here like he has all season. Looking over the second matchup, the 2-7 to seven matchup, we see Duncan facing his own farm team. Uh, Duncan's lineup is riddled with red matchups and injury designations this week. And he might end up having to actually like drop some big names maybe to be able to field an active roster this week. Because currently he has two players on the COVID list, he has three players with questionable tags, and he has Calvin Ridley. So, Dunko, uh, he's probably going to be relying on having another Calvin Ridley Christmas game. Or, so not Calvin Ridley. Another Alvin Kamara Christmas game if he wants to get through this week. So, it's too bad that this game was not played next weekend instead. I think Duncan would have had a little bit of better odds with Alvin Kamara maybe putting up another six-touchdown effort. But, uh, Dylan, on the other hand, has actually avoided the injury bug for the most part this year. Compared to other years, at least. And, uh... He's been able to to put on a show because of it, and he's kind of seen as the biggest heavy hitter in the league right now. I think most people would expect Dylan to be the most likely to win the championship this year, and uh, Dylan will be heavily monitoring the Rams' COVID list all week, though, and praying that uh, Austin Eku is still alive. Ooh, ooh. Either way, I think we're going to say probably, probably Dylan in four this week. Uh, looking at the third matchup, the 3v6 matchup, we get to see Thanos himself, the champ, 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 trying to make himself the champ, 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 champ this season. Nick gets to give Danny a rude awakening. Danny welcomes himself to the playoff show for the first time in his first year, first playoffs, and he gets to face the first in points scored uh, against him this week. And so uh, 
You know, Danny, though, does have a strong lineup. It'll be really interesting to see whether he starts Taysom, the tight end, or if he starts Dak at, at the quarterback position this week. Both do have weak winning potential, and you really don't want to pick the wrong guy there because, because you know, you'll be scratching your head. You make that 12-30 roster decision, and your team gets murked because of it, just like mine has all season fucking long. Uh, in recent weeks, though, we have seen David Montgomery coming alive for Danny's team. And uh, you can't forget, you can't count uh, out the fact that DK Metcalf does have a six-pack, maybe an eight-pack, might even be a 12-pack. It, it's it's kind of fucking hot, honestly. Um, one surprise people might not have noticed about this matchup is that uh, Mark Andrews has actually surpassed Travis Kelsey in recent weeks and has now become the tight end one on the fantasy season. And so Mark Andrews is red hot. And speaking of Travis Kelsey, though, uh, Travis Kelsey, his tip passes have been hurting Nick all season. Nick and his Mahomies, you know, to Patrick Mahomes has been getting a, a lot of flack this season. But uh, he, Travis Kelsey, has been a strong contributor to that. Nick will be relying on the JT Masterclass this week if he wants to win. Uh, you know, not a very easy matchup for him, though, against the Patriots and uh, he, not having JT last week, we saw it really fucked him up. He barely hit 70 points. He got doubled by my team last week. Nick's team does have old reliables, though, back in, in the wide receiver position with Deontay and Waddle, who get like a million targets on a weekly basis, but don't give much more than like 14 points. The scary part for him is probably going to be tight end, where uh, Darren Waller could definitely win Nick a week if he plays, but he hasn't played in the last two weeks. And Nick didn't put in a claim for a tight end this week. And, and, you know, I do see Pat Fryermuth is still on waivers. I believe that the waivers go through tomorrow or the next day. So, hint, hint. But uh, that could take away points from Deontay even. So, do you re really want to go that way and double stack your, your Steelers? I'm not sure either. So, tight end is a bleak position. So, Nick really can't afford to lose Darren Waller this week. It's a really close matchup. I'd say probably the closest out of the four this week. But I'm thinking... Uh, Danny does probably take down the dynasty, I think. I, I know, bold take. Uh, and uh, Nick might have to reconsider and reverse the expansion ruling that we pushed for uh, if that does end up happening. And the last matchup for this week, uh, I, I want to look at a all-small market feud. Two good St. Catharines boys and two heavy hitters in the league, Aiden and Tom. Tom has, again, two years in a row, built an insane contender with a really deep running back pool. And, you know, his three running backs, they're all pretty big pass catchers in Swift, uh, Corderell, of course, who I could have got for Michael Thomas early in the season. That's a big regret. And uh, Najee Harris, they catch like eight passes a game on their own in a half PPR league. That makes a huge difference. And so at the wide receiver position, uh, he does have Tyreek too, and, and Tyreek's pretty reliable, pretty consistent, and can have those big blow-up games as well. And also Hunter Renfro, who actually, since Henry Ruggs became a murderer, uh, since week nine, Hunter Renfro is actually the wide receiver three on the year. So even better than Tyreek Hill, his, his wide receiver one is actually Hunter Renfro. His biggest issue is actually going to be uh, probably Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson probably needs someone to cuck him again. He, he needs Golden Tate to come back for the Seattle Seahawks to sign Golden Tate so that he can fuck Russell Wilson's wife again. And and then Russ, maybe he'll start cooking at the ball move and be Mr. Unlimited. So, yeah, his wife needs to get some unlimited cocks if, if we want to see Russ, Russ grow up and have a championship season for Tom's team. On Aiden's side, uh, you know, I think he's still holding on some hope that the COVID list keeps expanding and, and that uh, some players on other teams end up racking up some COVID or maybe getting injured and uh, that some of his bench players get freed up because of it because his team looks fucking garbage right now. Uh, Aiden, honestly, is going to have to start two running backs from, from the Denver Broncos this week. And, 
his quarterback position, he's starting Justin Fields or Jimmy G if if Lamar's injured. And so I think Aiden better be fucking on all fucking fours, hoping, begging, praying, like honestly pleading to God that Lamar Jackson ends up playing this week or else this team is going to be fucked. If he has another injury to his team right now, like he, he can't put out Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool is going to be fucking sitting at home listening to music working out so that he can be happy this week. And, and otherwise, he's going to be putting up Chubba Bubba, who's facing the number one defense against running backs this season. So not really anyone else trustworthy in that pool. So I think that Timmy over there, uh, it looks distant, des- destined, Jesus fucking Christ, destined for a quick victory lap in this one. And Aiden could have go out pretty early this week. So uh, that that's our matchup. Let's move on to our final segment here of the Start or shit. And our last segment here before I let you go from the very first episode of the Toilet Bowl presented by Boner Wipes is a timeless classic here. Uh, fans of the alt-right news would remember the start or shit segment so i'm gonna go through a bunch of players and basically i'm gonna say whether you should start them or whether they're shit these are players that are currently on team starting lineups in crstb looking at our first player starting us off uh chasing greatness uh change your team name first of all and second of all chasing greatness you are currently starting duke johnson duke johnson I, I know I probably have to update you guys what team he's on. Duke Johnson is now on the Dolphins. He started the year on the Jaguars and the Texans the year before that, and he couldn't cut it. Uh, but he was elevated to the active roster this week with Lindsey and uh, Miles Gaskin also going on the COVID list. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say shit on this one. Shit. Miami is second last in rushing yards on the season, uh, only ahead of Houston. And Duke Johnson wasn't able to cut it on some of those shitty teams I just listed. And honestly, I'd be... Pr- probably barely confident at all if I was even like having the number one running back Miles Gaskin on this team healthy I'm not sure that I'd be able to start him either so honestly it's fucking Miami I don't really care who's playing at running back I don't really want to start them and definitely not in a playoff matchup and definitely when it's not a player that hasn't played a fucking game all year uh, looking over at our second guy pretty similar same matchup actually on the other side of the ball we got Dylan's team Dylan is currently starting Sexy Rexies, Rex Burkhead. Um, the only team with less rushing yards, uh, the team that's running less effectively than Miami this year is, is Houston. And now Dylan's going to go to the watering hole with a Houston running back. I'm not sure if the two of them, Duncan and Dylan, made a deal. Maybe he made a deal with his farm team saying that you got to match me. I'll start, I'll start Duke Johnson. You got to start someone just as fucking shit. And... So this is pretty unexplainable, honestly. This is this is horrible roster management. He has Nick Chubb on his bench right now. He has Austin Eckler on his bench right now. And even if Austin Eckler doesn't play, he still has Justin Jackson on his bench right now. He could start someone from the Chargers. Please, for fuck's sakes, not even should you shouldn't even just shit, uh, sit Rex Burkhead. Before I, I haven't said it yet. It's shit. It's fucking shit. Please don't just sit Rex Burkhead. Cut him. Put him to the, the fucking streets. It doesn't matter how many injuries you get. You're never going to fucking start sexy Rexy. You can't trust him. He's on the worst offense in the fucking league, and he's shit. He's a white running back. He's fucked. He's going to get injured like Christian McCaffrey probably next. Please, just not, don't only sit this guy. Cut him. 
another pretty fucking bad roster decision. We have to look over to Will's team, you know, our mastermind manager. Will is currently starting Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, and before even, like, Emmanuel Sanders is not expected to play this week. So let's start with that. And, and Will didn't put in a waiver claim for a wide receiver or anything, so he doesn't really have a fucking replacement. So there's no fucking plan here. Will might have this guy locked into his roster on fucking Sunday at 1 p.m. Who fucking knows? This guy might end up playing. But even beyond that, it's not just this week. Emmanuel Sanders is shit. He has been shit. He had like three good weeks at the start of the season. But other than that, um, Emmanuel Sanders has put up three, three, four, four, five, eight, and a fucking fat goose egg. That's that's his recent weeks. That's his eight most recent weeks. He hasn't passed eight and a half points in that time. The last time that he was a top 30 wide receiver in fantasy was before his bye week. That was before week seven. Week six was his last top 30 week. And you know what? Will, I looked back at his weeks, Will has had him locked into his lineup every single week other than his bye week since week two. This guy has started 12 straight weeks, and he hasn't been a productive fantasy player. I get that you like the Bills, but please fucking cut bait. Emmanuel Sanders being injured might be the best thing that could happen for you because then you're going to be forced to play someone else. Play play AJ Green. It's AJ, AJ Green meta time. Shit, 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 shit. And then the last one, we got to go back to a team I've talked about already with a, with another start they had. Uh, in addition to Sexy Rexy, Dylan is currently starting Kirk, uh, Christian Kirk, sorry, Christian Kirk Cobain, Christian Kirk, Kirk Cousins Cobain of the LA Buyers Club is starting right now in the wide receiver slot. And I get that you're fucking desperate, but dude, I'm looking at your bench and why are you manifesting Cooper Cup getting COVID? Like Cooper Cup is on your bench. He doesn't have COVID right now. He's not on the COVID protocol right now. You're just like wishing that this guy gets fucking COVID and that you fucking lose your week. You're literally trying to manifest, and most people manifest fucking chug jugs. You're trying to manifest like a fucking RPG to your own foot. It's fucking brutal. And, and you know, Christian Kirk gets like three fucking targets a game. I get that his snaps are going up, but like, man, it's Rondell Moore season. It's AJ Green time, you know. We got to give it to the, the real dogs out here this time. And, you know, you got to give this a big, fat fucking shit with Dylan praying on his own downfall. So four shits this week, uh, and that'll do it for the first episode of the fittingly named Toilet Bowl. Uh, I got to give a big thank you to our special special guest, uh, Chicken Little himself, praying on his own downfall, fucking screaming like the, the sky is falling while his team is a fucking unit. And, and also, I got to give a big shout out to, to Boner Wipes, always helping us get hard, uh, you know, and so that that's it for me here at, at the Toilet Bowl. Uh, your thank you from our, our producer as well back there. Uh, have a good one. And uh, producer, cue that outro music. But the prettiest sight to see is the holly that will be on your own.